Well, brothers and sisters, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving to you that are listening in America. I'm aware that there's some in other countries that listen on the um, the apps and certain things like Anchor and Spotify. And I want to uh, thank you for listening. And um, this week we're going to talk about the fruit of your mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I love you and I praise you. I give thanks unto you for your good and your mercy endure forever. I say that I am the redeemed of the Lord, for it is written, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Brothers and sisters, I want you to say this. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Say it one more time. I am the redeemed of the Lord, for it is written, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And it also it is written, let the weak say I'm strong. I am strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, I want you to say this. Say, I am strong in the Lord. Say it again. I am strong and I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now say this, say the spirit of God will come upon me and I'll be strengthened today and quickened by his spirit. Say it again. Say the power and the spirit of God is upon me, and I am strengthened by his spirit. I say to you, brothers and sisters, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now I want you to say it. Say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now say it again. Say greater is he that is in me that he is the Lord Jesus Christ, then he that is in the world. Say, God's favor is upon me because he loves me. Say it again. Say, God's favor is upon me because he loves me. See, it is written that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe it on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to tell you this, brothers and sisters, that God's word is not void of power. Let me say it again. God's words or his word is not void of power. The written word has not lost its power. When Jesus was tempted by the devil in the fourth chapter of Luke. He quoted the logos or the written word. The word logos means what is written. Rhema means a direct word into your spirit. And that translation is coming from the Greek. The New Testament was translated from Greek into English. And the Old Testament was translated from Hebrew into English. So the logos, which is the written word, Jesus drove Satan back with the written word. After Jesus finished a 40-day fast, he was hungry. And Satan told him to turn that stone into bread. But Jesus answered Satan and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. Or in today's vernacular, 
Man should not live by food alone. How many know you need food to live? If you're 50 years old, you've been eating food for 50 years. If you're 35 years old, you've been eating food for 35 years. Well, some people think that you should only live by food. But the word of God teaches that man should not live by food or by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. Now, we've meditated on how to get good recipes, how to make this and how to make that, and we enjoy good food. We just enjoyed a lot of it over this Thanksgiving weekend. But the word of God is a better food. It's angel's food. It's food for your spirit man. And as you feed your spirit man the word of God, it gets fat and fat. And it gets stronger and stronger. To be able to sustain you. The spirit of a man will sustain him when infirmity hits. But a wounded spirit or undeveloped spirit, who can bear? Your spirit must be developed in order for you to prosper. You know, they knew this even in the old covenant. When, when God had uh, told Joshua that thou shalt meditate in the book of the law day and night. The word meditate means to mutter or to say over and over and over again. My whole life I thought meditate means, I thought it meant to um, just think about something. But it means to actually means to say it, to mutter, to mutter. So God told Joshua that if he muttered the word, and it's in Joshua 1 and 8, if you desire to feed your own self without being fed by others every now and again, you can read it in Joshua 1 and 8. And he said it twice. He said it, uh, uh, he, he told him to be courageous twice. But then he told him to meditate in his book of the law, which was the old covenant. We're in the new covenant. Thou shalt meditate in that book of the law. Then after you have said it over and over and over again, what I told, what my words, because God's word is not void of power. Say this, say God's word is not void of power. It has power. It has the same power it had when it was first written. It never deteriorate. It never depreciate. The word of God has the same power that it had when it was first written. So, Joshua had the ability to be successful if he would mutter God's word or say God's word over and over and over again. And I want to tell you this, you have the same capability. If you would mutter God's word, you have the capability of being prosperous. You have the capabilities of being successful. You have great capabilities after you have meditated the word of God. Which brings us to Proverbs, the 18th chapter, and the 20th verse. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So this could go two ways. Your belly is what? Your stomach. But did you know the location of your spirit is in your belly or in your stomach? So you could rather say a man's spirit 
shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. <clears throat> now, what does he want want to feel into his spirit? You want to search out Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, First and Second Timothy, First and Second Thessalonians, First John, Second John, Third John, Corinthians, and you find out from the writings of Paul. What God has given you, the writings of Peter, First and Second Peter. You need to write that and get a highlighter. Whenever it says you have this or God has given you this, you need to highlight it. And you need to say over and over and over again what God has given you or what God has done for you so that it gets down into your spirit man. And when it gets down into your spirit man, you're going to prosper. You're going to have money. You're going to have good health. You're going to have long life. Yes, a man's life can be extended. You know, one place that said, if a man desire long life and good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking God. You walk in the love law. When you walk in the love law, loving, loving the Lord and loving your neighbor as yourself, 1 Corinthians 13 tell you what that love law is. You have to meditate on that so that you can build those words into your spirit. See, it don't come activated when you read it one time. It's after you mutter that. And I'm going to show you a little bit more about that as we go on. Have a great uh, day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm glad that you are with me once again. We're talking about the fruit of your mouth. I love you and I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I say that you are overcomer. I want you to say it also, say in the name of Jesus, I am overcomer. I say that you are blessed and highly favored. I want you to say this, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am blessed and highly favored. I say that you are healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to mutter that I am healed according to what is written in Isaiah 53 by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ. I say over you that the peace of God is upon you, for it is written in Isaiah 53, the chastisement of your peace is upon Jesus. And I say this also for those of you who have been having a hard time sleeping, it is also written, he giveth his beloved sweet sleep. Now, if you want to know what that is, where that is, type in he giveth his beloved sweet sleep, and it'll pop up as in the book of Psalms. So the Lord is on your side. The Lord is for you. The Lord is in you now. Who can be against you? When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with your heart and you confess with your mouth, you receive everlasting life. You have eternal life and you shall not come into the judgment. Now, what, what I'm doing, and my brothers and sisters, we are here to edify. Edify means to build up. God gave the ministry gifts to build his people up. So my job as a Christian is to edify. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets, evangelists, 
pastors and teachers for the building up of the church. And my part today and this week is to teach you how to use the fruit of your mouth to obtain the blessing. Proverbs 18 and at verse 20, it says a man's belly, or you can say spirit, shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Now you're going to be blessed according to what you develop personally in your spirit. You take a bodybuilder. That's a man who has built up his muscles in his chest and his legs and whatever part. And sometimes one part of his body has a better accent than the other part because he spent more time developing or more time developing that part of his body. Let's say you could develop your spiritual senses in the prophetic. You spend time praying, say, my sheep hear my voice, and ask God questions and listen. Ask God for direction and listen. And begin to respond first elementary with those words. But as you begin to respond with his promptings, he will give you more and your hearing will grow. The same way you build your body Naturally, you build your spirit spiritually. For instance, you could take 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 4 through 8, and meditate on love. If you want to walk in love because you need to learn about love, because love is the covenant of the New Testament. A covenant means agreement. If you agree to walk in love, God agreed to do certain things for you. He agreed to forgive you of your sins. He agreed to forgive you your transgressions. He had promised to you money. He said Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. Well, when you're walking in love, you can put a demand on, 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 the, um, on the covenant blessings. It's blessings come with being in covenant, with being in an agreement. You know, um, you're a joint heir with Christ. You're seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Say it. Say, I am a joint heir with Christ. Say it again. I am a joint heir with Christ. Now say this. Say, I am seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's in Ephesians. Now it's not real to you until you have muttered it enough times, said it over and over and over again. Then you start to believe it. You will never believe something that you don't confess, and you will never rise above your confession. Confession is simply praying the word. So a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That means your tongue has power. Say this. Say, my tongue has power. Say it again. says, my tongue has power. And Satan has exercised his power over and over and over again. He's trying to start a race war. He got some of you blacks hating the whites and some of you whites hating the blacks. Why? Because he's been regurgitating hatred on the news. And he has manipulated you and tricked a lot of you into believing that stuff, what they say on the TV. Because Satan knows the word. He knows that death is in the power of the tongue. What I'm trying to train you all, brothers and sisters, to know that life are in the power of your tongue. And who's going to win? Whoever exercised the most power. During World War II, Adolf Hitler was evil. 
he took over almost the whole world. And it wasn't until the righteous exercised their power that Satan was defeated. As long as they had a, a, a strategy of appeasement, Satan just kept on running roadshaw. Uh, you know, several countries that gave Adolf Hitler the land. Was he satisfied? No. After they gave him the land, he said, they weak. Now we'll just come take all of it. The same thing today. If you start giving up a little of your rights, Satan going to come and take all of your rights because of your silence. See, the devil is speaking. I see commercials, the, the LGBT community, and I'm not against the people. The people are not born again. But they have a voice, and their voice is loud. And, and if you say something against them, they will sharply rebuke you. And when I say something right now, some of you are cringing. You don't want me to say it because they have frightened you by their tongue. They have muzzled a lot of you. You can't even mention it from your pulpit no more without being frightened of offending somebody or offending their family member. Why? Because they have been very successful in voicing their agenda in the media. And I'm saying that not for you to go act a fool. I'm just trying to give you an example. Well, death and life are in the power. Remember, the power of the tongue. The tongue has power. Say this. Say, my tongue has power. Now, what I'm trying to do is get you to see that you have power in your words. Well, when you understand that you have power in your words, you should use your words purposely. You should purposely speak love over your children and over your spouse. You should purposely speak blessings over your home and over your job. You should purposely speak blessings over your neighborhood and over your city and over your schools. You should purposely speak blessings over your city government and over your state government and your federal government because it is written in the word that you're supposed to pray for leaders. How many people see the crime going on in the city, the crime going on in the schools, have you walked around the schools? I used to do this, and I pray for it now. But I had a kid going to blood. I used to go around there every Sunday, uh, Sunday and walk around the school and pray over the school. I sure did. I didn't tell anybody. I just, well, my wife didn't even know. I just went and did it. Walked around the school. Well, I wasn't keeping no secret, but I'm just saying, you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing. I went over there and walked around the whole school every Sunday. They thought I was exercising probably, and I prayed over the school. Now, what if somebody got dedicated about that at every school? You wouldn't see crime in the school. Why? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. If we use our tongue, take the worst school. They say, well, the floor bad and Murphy and Wiz and whatever. Uh, uh, it's, it's crime and drugs and things like that in every school. You can't single out one. Every school have riffraff. But what if a group of people decide to walk around every school and decree God's righteousness, God's holiness? We bind the spirits of rejection. We bind the spirits of drug selling and drug addiction. We bind the spirits of molestation and rape. We bind the spirits of gang activity and bullying, and we drive it out of the school, and we claim this particular territory for the kingdom of heaven. Satan would not rule over this school, and we'd be consistent in it. God will begin to send warrior angels. God will begin to send his anointing. You could do that over neighborhoods. You could do that over regions. You can do that over cities. And, Lord, you could do it over the countries. Give me the heathen for an inheritance, as it is written in the book of Psalms. 
Brothers and sisters, we had this right as Christians. The power is in our tongue. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you again. And Father, I call every person that is hearing my voice a prophetic vessel. For Lord, even Moses said you would have it that all your people were prophets. Father, all of us have the ability to prophesy. For Lord, it is written in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, to desire spiritual gifts and rather that we may prophesy. For he that prophesied, edified, he speak the edification, exhortation, and comfort. So, Father, I pray that you'll stir up visions and dreams and revelations. And, Lord, cause us, Lord, as a collective body, Lord, to, to edify one another, to edify each other, to edify even the sinner man, to speak to them by love, for it is written, love edified. And it is also written, that the prophetic gift edifies. So, Father, I stir up the gift. And I say over my brothers and sisters that your sheep hear your voice. Say it, brothers and sisters. Say, I am a sheep, and I hear God's voice. Say it again. Say, I am a sheep, and I hear God's voice. Now say this. Say, the voice of a stranger I refuse to follow. Say it again. Say, the voice of a stranger I refuse to follow. Say it one more time. Say, I hear the voice of God. Now say this. Say, Lord Jesus Open up my ears so that I may hear your voice. Now say it again. Say, Lord Jesus, open up my eyes so that I may see in the spirit. Now let's say this. Lord Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, open up our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes that we may hear and that we may see in the spirit. Lord, open up their eyes, I pray. Open up their eyes and open up their ears, Father. Open them up, Lord, so that they may hear, Father, and speak, Lord, as the oracles of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. We're talking about the fruit of your lips. And I was actually praying over you because it is written in Acts 2. It says that our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. You are a son and you are a daughter. And that no word from God is void of power. So when that was written in the book of Joel, and it came to pass in the book of Acts, the second chapter, that the sons and the daughters shall prophesy, that word still has the same power today. It did not lose its anointing. It did not lose its power. No word from God is void of power. When God said in 1 Peter 2.24, that Jesus bore our sins in his body on the tree, that word is not void of power. He bore my sins in his body on the tree. He bore your sins in his body on the tree. Now, let me ask you something. Do you have any sins? If you said, yeah, well, I counsel you to transfer. Say, Lord Jesus, I received that word that you have taken my sins away, that you have bore my sins in your body on the tree. Say that. Say, Lord Jesus, you have bore my sins in your body on the tree. Say it again. Say, Lord Jesus, you have bore my sins in your body on the tree. See, that word is not void of power. It has the same anointing and power as the day it was written. I was going somewhere else, but let, let I got to go to it now. Let's go to First uh, Peter 2. 
and 24. See, a man's belly or his spirit shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and the increase of his lips. Say the power is in my tongue. The power over death, the power of death and life is in the tongue. But you want to prophesy life. So 1 Peter 2.24 says, who his own self? That's the Lord Jesus. He bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Or rather on the cross. Same thing. So that means that if you have committed sins and all have sinned and come short of the glory, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sins are transferred to that cross and they are paid for. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. If it wasn't paid for, a spirit of death will come upon you and start working in you and you'll die prematurely. But you don't have to die prematurely. Because with long life, he shall satisfy you and show you his salvation. Say this. Say with long life, this is out of Psalms 103. Say with long life, the Lord shall satisfy me and show me his salvation. Say it again. Say with long life, the Lord shall satisfy me and show me his salvation. You could live until you satisfy according to what is written. Now, 1 Peter 2.24, who is on self? Bear our sins in his own body on the tree. I don't have any sins because Jesus bear my sins in his body on the tree. Say this. Say, I don't have any sins because Jesus bear my sins in his body on the tree. That we, that's me and you, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. Now, let's say that part. Say, I am dead to sins in the name of Jesus Christ. Say it again. Some of you don't want to say it. That's a demon not wanting you to say it. Say, I am dead to sins in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, you got to say it till you believe it. You're just saying it because I said it, said it. Now we want to get it in your spirit. This time it's going to be in your spirit. Say, I am dead to sins in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, if a particular sin is coming into your mind that you've been practicing, call it out and say, I am dead to lying. I am dead to adultery. I am dead to fornication. That shall not lord it over me any longer. Sin shall not lord it over me. Jesus Christ is my Lord. This is how you destroy the works of the devil, by pulling down the strongholds. See, you are dead to sins. You are dead to sins. You are dead to sins, and you should live unto righteousness. Say this. Say, I live unto righteousness by the power of Jesus Christ. Say it again. Say, I live unto righteousness. Let's do it better. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's in 1 Corinthians 5 and 21. You see, I call these scriptures out because they got to be meditated. They got to be muttered. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What we're doing, we're putting the word to practice. We're using our lips to release fruit, to release the power, and we're going to be blessed. Now, when you plant these good seeds, you might not see the results today, but you're going to see the results. For you know, you're being a forgot you to said these confessions because they're becoming so often 
to your life will just be a steady stream of blessings. The blessing of the Lord will be like a river of living waters springing up out of your spirit. See, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That water that is going to flow out of your belly is the word of God. When the word of God begins to flow out of your mouth as a river, it's going to cause you to be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. That, that, that the root system is going to be planted and nourished by the water of the word. And when you get the word of God in your mouth, blessings can't do nothing but come. When you have the increase of the word in your mouth, blessing cannot do nothing but come to you. When the word of God is flowing like waters, like a river, when it's just flowing out of your mouth, when it's just flowing out of your belly, out of your spirit, your life is going to be blessed. Them around you are going to be blessed. The whole atmosphere where you live and work is going to be blessed. Blessing is yours, but it's tied into the confession and the practicing of the word. You have to be a doer of the word. It's not him that know the word, that read the word, but him that is a doer of the word. The doer of the word hold fast to their profession of faith without wavering. Hallelujah. So you should live unto righteousness, right? And the last part of that verse, by whose stripes ye were healed. If you were healed, you are healed. Now say this, by whose stripes I am healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Say it again. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. You're not going to be healed. You're not finna be healed. You are healed. Say, I am healed right now by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say this. Say the quickening power, the quickening spirit, the life of God is working on the inside of me. I am healed, and the life of God is working on the inside of me. Say it, brothers and sisters. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. Today, we're going to cause the anointing of God to come upon us by some words we're about to say. Now, I want you to say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I love you, and your mercy endure forever. We're going to say it seven times. Right now, Lord Jesus, I love you, and your mercy endure forever. Lord Jesus, I love you and your mercy endure forever. Lord Jesus, I love you, and your mercy endure forever. Lord Jesus, I love you, and your mercy endure forever. Lord Jesus, I love you, and your mercy endure forever. Lord Jesus, I love you, and your mercy endure forever. For it is written, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, let's, let's say it three times. Lord, I praise you, Lord, with the fruit of my mouth. Lord Jesus, I praise you with the fruit of my mouth. Lord Jesus, I praise you with the fruit of my mouth. Amen. Glory to God. See, when praises go up, blessings come down. Now, you should spend time every day, close your eyes, imagine yourself right there at the throne room with Jesus because you are there. You are seated together in your spirit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and just talk with him like that. Tell him you praise him. Tell him you love him. Say it 
about seven times, ten times. You know, in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice right animals. But in the New Testament, we give a sacrifice of praise. In the Old Testament, they had to give offerings and, and uh, meat offerings and bull offerings. You know, and now we give our offering of praise with our mouth and with our lips, the fruit of our lips. You can also give monetary offerings because God said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men shall give into your bosom. Now, did God lie? No, because no word from God is void of power. One place he told him, say, you prove me in this. Prove me means if you don't believe it, you could question it. Just do it and say, Lord, I'm proving you. I tell you what, if you don't believe the Lord, sow into somebody's ministry and say, Lord, I'm doing this to prove you. Say, I'm giving this to so-and-so to prove and see if you, you told me to prove you, you won't be, oh, uh, God, I'm not going to get mad at you. Take a tent. If, 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 if your check $3,000, Take $300 and give it to, to the church. Give it to, to something pertaining to the kingdom of God now. And then say, Lord, I'm proving you in this. And watch what he do. Because no word from God is bought of power. The only way you cannot get it if you don't do it, because I proved it myself in it, and he did exactly what he said he's going to do. Hebrews 4, and at verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, not your own rest, God's rest, he also have ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Now your labor is to enter into God's rest. Your labor is to study the word. That's your labor. It's not trying to stop doing this and stop doing that. The labor is to know what is yours. You got to find out what's yours. See, in the old covenant, God had given the children of Israel the land. He had already gave it to them, but they had to possess it. That's where the problem came in. Their confession was that they was weaklings. Their confession was that they was grasshoppers. They saw themselves slaves. Don't see yourselves as inferior. Don't see yourselves as less than. Don't see yourselves as I can't. Because you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strings you from within. Their confession and their outlook that was manipulated by Satan and their, their past circumstances, it hindered them from walking in a future blessing. So they didn't labor to walk into God's rest. Only thing they had to do is say, Lord, you say we got it. I don't care how I look, I have it. If you are sick and God says you're healed, who told the truth? The devil and his sickness are God and his word. When you learn to ignore the devil and his sickness, the devil and his poverty, the devil and his inferiority toward you, and only believe about yourself what God said, people try to help you be inferior. They'll try to tell you you got this and you got that problem and you this and that and the other, and you still got this kind of spirit and you still, well, God has set you free. If you will believe God, you could be free from anything. If you say, well, Lord, you made me free and I am free indeed, and I command this thing to leave me. I command this poverty to go. I command this lack to go. I command this sickness to go in the name of Jesus. I don't care how my body feels. I don't care how my bank account looks. I have it. 
according to what is written. So you got to <clears throat> cease from your own works that God did from his. Hebrews 4 and 11. Let us therefore, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Least any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now you had to read the whole chapter. It was referring to the Jews in the in the um in the book of um Exodus and Numbers that wouldn't enter into the promises of God because of unbelief. So it said, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, least any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Unbelief is is saying the opposite of what God says. If God says you're healed and you say I'm sick, God can't help you because you won't say what he say. See, you have to say what he say before the manifestation comes. You're going to say I'm healed while you're still sick. That's the revelation. <clears throat> while you're still in pain, while you're still sick, you're saying I'm healed. That's how it works. You're not lying. You're only saying what God said. You're not acknowledging that you don't feel good, but you're acknowledging God's power to overcome that sickness. You're not a, you're not denying that you're in poverty. What you're denying is the poverty's ability to make you stay that way. <clears throat> God has the ability through the written word and the rhema word to bring you out of any situation. So believe what's written. Verse 12 said the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, this word of God is talking about the written word or the logos. I've been telling you all week, no word from God is void of power. That means the word is powerful, and it's telling you that right here. It's telling you that the word of God is quick. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. We know a two-edged sword is sharper, but the word is sharper than that. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's letting you know that the word can do something in the spirit realm because it talk about the soul and spirit, and it can also do something in the natural realm. It's talking about the joints and the marrow. And it also can do something in your mind because it said it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. All of this is in the written word. The written word reveals who you are. When you get 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, you say, I, I, I love people. And you start reading about yourself, and it say you love, don't consider wrong. And then you consider wrong, you know you are not, not walking in love. When it talks about love, uh, 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 not being selfish, and you know you're selfish, the only thing you're talking about, I'm going to do something for me, 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 me. Well, you don't have the love of God. I know many people think they love more than other people, and they don't have it. Because you have to see the word of God reveals who you really are. The word is right. When the word says, honor your mother and father, that your days may be long, and that makes you mad because you hate your mother and your father. See, it reveals that you 
out of the word. So we're going to confess his word and we're going to get the promises of God, brothers and sisters. Be blessed. I'm out of time. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Well, hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about the fruit of your, your mouth. Father, I bless every ear and every eye for the hearing ear and the seeing eyes from the Lord. So, Lord, let your anointing, Lord, fall upon their ears and their eyes, Lord, that they may hear in the spirit, that they may see in the spirit. Cause them to be activated prophetically, Lord, that we may excel to edify. Father, do it, Lord. Do it for me, for me, Lord. Do it for the body. <clears throat> do it, Lord, for your for your kingdom, Lord, to be exalted and spread it throughout the earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me ask y'all a question. If a person is overweight, how did they get that way? Most didn't get that way because they didn't eat. You know, some people might be overweight because they got a tumor or something, but 99% of them got that away because they overate every, a lot. Well, a person... They're skinny. They remain skinny because they eat lightly. How many can say I'm right or wrong? And you can say that it wasn't over, like a skinny person might overeat sometimes. But they don't do it all the time. That's why they remain skinny. But a overweight person overeat often. That's how they become overweight. So I've heard people say before, well, I don't eat that much and I just gain weight. That's not totally accurate. You probably don't exercise and so forth and so on. I know this because I was slightly overweight when I went to the Marines. I wasn't fat, fat. But, I, you know, when they do the height, you know, they don't go off your body mass, big bone. They used to do the high, uh, height and weight. And I think I was like one pound overweight, but I wasn't really overweight. But I ate just like everybody else, but I ate smaller portions and I exercised and I lost 30 to 40 pounds. Now, why am I saying this? Your spirit, you might think when you say these confessions, nothing is happening, but I want to tell you something is happening. Every time you say a confession, something is happening. But just like a skinny person, if you just say the confession, when I tell you to say it and don't say it again until I tell you it again, you won't grow spiritually. But if you take these words I'm telling you and you say them a bunch, your spiritual development a year from now will be far greater than it is now. You'll be well established in the word of God. Now let's pray Psalms 103 and verse 1. We're going to pray this about seven times. Psalms 103 and verse 1, let's pray, let's pray it together. Bless the Lord Jesus, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless your holy name. Amen. Bless the Lord Jesus, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Amen. Bless the Lord Jesus, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless 
your holy name. Amen. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless your holy name. Amen. Now, to all who said that, it is written, when praises go up, blessings come down. You just got blessed. I don't care if you don't see it. I don't care if you don't feel it. The word of God says you are blessed. You might go out this weekend, somebody might give you $50. You might go out this weekend and you might find $100 on the ground. I'm not just saying it's in money. You might get a call with some good news. Your health uh, might feel good. You might get a good night's sleep because the Bible say when praises go up, blessings go come down. Now let's read a few more of these. Psalms 103 and that verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Did God lie? Didn't I tell you that no word from God is void of power? When God says he forgiveth all your iniquities, he does. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, by holy men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So when they was writing these scriptures, God was making them write this by his inspiration. So when it, when God said it, it's just, when he said, I don't know how long ago he said it, it means the same thing then. It has the same power. Right now, when I'm reading it to you, it's like the father in your living room or in your car, on your job, sitting in there right now telling you that he forgiven all your iniquities and he healed all your disease. What he's challenging you to do is say it until you believe it. What's hindering the manifestation is you don't really believe it in your in your inner man yet. Because when you believe all this in your inner man, it, it, you're going to walk it out. It says, who redeemed our life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Say this, God satisfied my mouth with good things, and my youth is renewed as the eagles. Say it again. Say, God satisfied my mouth with good things, and my youth is renewed as the eagles. Say it one more time. Say, Lord, I thank you for you satisfied my mouth with good things and my youth is renewed as the eagles. And so let's go to Matthew, the 12th chapter, and at the 31st verse, we're talking about the fruit of your mouth. This is the reason some people can't speak good things. Matthew 12 and 34, it says, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Now the word heart means your spirit, and your spirit is in your in your belly. So out of a person's spirit or the innermost being gonna come good or bad. But a person with an evil spirit, a spirit like a viper, they can't speak good. The Bible says they cannot do it. So unless a man get born again and start believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, he can't speak good things. Well, you hear them cut. Don't get mad if you hear people cussing and and talking about their neighbor, slandering their neighbor, criticizing their neighbor, see everything wrong with their neighbor. 
they can't help but do it because they have the, the, the viper spirit working within them. Unless it's a Christian that hadn't developed spiritually yet. You got Christians that do that too, but they just hadn't been taught and developed spiritually. They got to read 1 Corinthians 13 and meditate on it. Me too. Now, verse 35 says, a good man out of the good treasure of, it, of the heart, bring it forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure, bring it forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So you can see that it's very important what you say, because the word teaches that we're going to give an account of our words on the day of judgment. Psalms 34, and at verse 12, what is man, what man is he that desired life and love it many days that he may see good? That's a, that's a question. Well, that's everybody, I guess. They desire life and love many days that they may see good. Well, the psalmist tell you how to get it. At verse 13, it says, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. The word God means deceit. That means lying. If you're lying, you're not going to see good days and, and long life and all that. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Hallelujah. So this, our, our mouth, the power of death and life, it, the death and life is in the power of the tongue. The tongue have the power to extend to heal, to bless, and to do the opposite. Brothers and sisters, I said a lot. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Talk to you next week.